This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. A lot to break down with Vaughn Palmer this morning, some kind of late Friday afternoon announcements too, to get to. So Vaughn, what are we starting with? Well, let's just try this as a question for you and the listener. If the government were planning a fundamental change in the management of crown land in the province and access to crown land, when you consider that 94% of British Columbia is crown land, don't you think they might have mentioned that plan to the public and not waited for the news media to discover that what they were up to? Yes, that sounds like it would be a pretty big deal. (laughs) It is a big deal. It's an enormous deal. And the New Democrats are planning to enact this change in the management of Crown land this spring before the legislature adjourns in mid-May. So I did a piece on it in uh, The Sun on Saturday. Uh, My friend Justine Hunter has a piece on it in The Globe today. And we both noticed the same thing. The government launched a call for public feedback on this enormous change, and they didn't put out a news release on it. They just did it back in the beginning of January, um, told stakeholders, didn't put a list out, and they're now saying, there's no story here. I mean, this is nothing. We're not really doing anything big. Well, it's clear they're doing something enormous because what will happen is right now, You want access to crown land in British Columbia for anything from a tenure to uh, water, uh, build a dam or mining, forestry. There's two dozen ways you can access crown land. That decision is made by the minister. We're moving to a situation and the New Democrats are quite clear this is coming in legislation this spring. We're moving to a situation where it'll be co-management with the province's more than 200 First Nations, and it will be on the basis of consent. Now, they say consent doesn't mean a veto, but you can spend a lot of time thumbing through the dictionary to look for some distinction on that issue. But, you know, the main thing here, Simi, is they just announced, didn't announce it. They just launched it in January. They didn't tell anybody And the minister didn't even come out and confirm it until there was the story in the Sun on Saturday and the story in the Globe today. This is the first public notice they've given. So when they say, Simi, this is no big deal, are you going to believe them, given how secretive they've been about it so far? Yeah, and that's obviously going to put people's backs up right away, whether this is a good idea or not. Yeah, this is the most feedback I've had to anything I've written in paper in, in some months. Uh, and, and it's all along those lines. Why didn't they tell us? Where are they headed on this? What does this do to public access to Crown land? <clears throat> and that's all up in the air. I mean, I it's very hard to say anything about it. I saw the minister was on, uh, Nathan Collins, the minister in charge of this, he was on social media, Twitter account on Saturday after the piece appears saying, let me be really clear, this is really not mean, 
very much. Well, again, it's the secretiveness of what well, they're yeah. doing. You get from this, they don't want a lot of feedback. You can go to Engage BC, which is the government feedback site, and you can find there uh, a process where you can send in a submission. They only want written submissions, uh, and there's no guarantee they're going to listen because if you read their website, they are starting to draft the legislation to make this change in February, which is just a few days away. They intend to enact it by the time the House adjourns in May. So to be cynical about it, they didn't tell us what they were doing in the first place. How likely are they to listen to anything the public says? It sounds very much like they've already made up their minds. We're moving to legislation that will allow co-management of Crown land with an, on a consent basis with First Nations. Okay, so is this public consultation on right now, Vaughn, if people yeah, were to right yeah, go in and weigh yeah, in? Yeah, it's on right now. So there's a, a website called Engage BC, and if you go there, you'll see there's, there's a whole range of things that you can click on, and <clears throat> they're, they're looking for feedback. Uh, they didn't highlight this one, but it's there. Uh, there's a link in the Globe piece today. There's a link in my piece in the Sun on Saturday, or you can just go to Engage BC and look for it. It's there. So yeah, you can weigh in. Uh, you know, they're clear about it. Uh, my favorite note on the feedback is no profanity. Um, needless to say, some people did use profanity when they discovered what the government was trying to sneak past them on this. When, I mean, you know, Simi, if the government's launched a major exercise, they don't, they meet it. Usually you get a, a news conference with validators and premier and ministers saying there, we want to know what you think of all this. When they don't do that, and they didn't do that here, you wonder, what are they trying to hide? What are they trying to sneak through without public response? And I think it's awfully suspicious that they launched this look for feedback. And interestingly enough, on the calendar, the feedback is due back by the 31st of March. Well, the way you draft legislation in this province, the legislation will all be drafted by then. It, it takes weeks to draft legislation. So, yeah, you can send them your feedback and tell them you don't think it's a good idea and try to keep the profanity out of it. They're more likely to listen. But... At the end of the day, it's pretty clear the New Democrats are going to do this, never mind what the public thinks. And they would, frankly, just as soon we hadn't even noticed that that's what they're doing. Oh, man, they're going to poison this before, whether it's a good yeah. idea or not. They're yeah, just going to no, turn the public against it and it's going to ruin any chance of it being successful. You're right, you know, and I think some First Nations will be upset because a lot of the First Nations leaders in the province, they know you have to bring the public along with yes. all these changes, right? And the last thing they want is a backlash because the government is trying to sneak something through. Yeah, not because they did anything. Discussion. Right. Yeah. They didn't do anything and they're going to get blamed for it. Yeah, no, that's true. And, they, and, and you're really seeing me the really awful thing is, is that the people who get really angry about this, they should get mad at the New Democrats. They shouldn't get mad at First Nations. But, you know, as First Nations leaders will tell you, no, they get they get the abuse. They yes. get the nastiness, right? And, and that's another reason why sneaking something like this through is a terrible political mistake. 
And it's bad for the political culture of the province. All right, there's more to talk about with Vaughn Palmer from the Vancouver Sun this morning. So, Vaughn, a couple things I wanted to ask you about. One having to do with uh, some of these preliminary numbers for international students in BC. Yeah, so the BC government is trying very hard to work with Ottawa on the changes for international students. The BC government concedes there's a problem uh, out there. Mostly Ottawa's fault, I might add, but okay, Ottawa has the power to cap the number of international students, and BC is hoping, hoping that it won't just be a blanket cap, that there'll be exemptions for the BC government to get people here who are going to help with some of the major shortages of workers that we have, and healthcare is the biggest one. So apparently, because the premier said this on the weekend, the preliminary numbers came to BC on the weekend. Ottawa said, okay, here's your numbers. Now, because BC gets a disproportionate number of international students, it is also going to get a bigger cap. Uh, EB was generous enough to say, well, this is going to pose a major challenge. So BC is trying to go back and forth on this, trying to get the federal government to engage and acknowledge up front that the cap will be tailored in British Columbia for uh, really areas that we really need more people and we need more skills, we need more training, we need more healthcare workers. That's the, that's the hope. In return, you're going to get a BC government trying to crack down on the worst abuses out there. So EB and uh, Selena Robinson, the advanced education minister, they've made it clear that BC is going to uh, be tougher in issuing credentials to private schools in particular, and the province is also going to strip the credentialing away from the worst abusers. And Simi, they're going to try to make sure this doesn't hurt our public universities that, one, need the money from international students, but two, issue legitimate credentials. Nobody calls Simon Fraser University a diploma mill, right? It's It's these more than 200 private places, some of which are. So, you know, we're going to get announcements. Um, We're going to get Selena Robinson on this, and maybe they'll share some of the numbers as well. But this is a struggle, and it shouldn't be. You know, the B.C. government has recognized already, Simi, uh, what Ottawa's trying to do and agrees with the overall goal. It's uh, B.C. already shared its plan with the federal government, It amazes me that they haven't been able to get a level of understanding on this when, again, how many times do we have to say it? Justin Trudeau wouldn't even be prime minister without the support of the federal NDP. So why can't BC get more cooperation? Why are they struggling beyond me? Yeah, that is another one. Also, I want to ask you about the... I don't even know where to start with this one. This was the post made by the premier. Obviously, staffers, you know, did this for Holocaust Remembrance Day. What the heck went wrong here? Well, so you had two postings. This is the thing about it that makes one suspicious. So the premier's Twitter account and then Instagram, uh, the headline is marking International Holocaust Remembrance Day. But the text is marking the anniversary, which is this week, of the attack on the mosque in Quebec City. And so the the text deals deals with attacks on Muslims and Islamophobia. 
It goes without saying, this is a pretty sensitive time to mix up those Uh, two issues. It's possible in your mind to be concerned about both, but that's not a combination you want to put out there. They credit, they, they came, they took down the postings fairly quickly. Uh, Although people that monitor these things managed to capture both of them. So the Twitter one and the Instagram one, and they're out there, social media. And then the premier came out with an apology, said he was sorry it happened, blamed a staffer. And in this case, you know, the premier doesn't actually write his own social media postings. They're written for him. He presumably signs off on them, but it's a staffing thing. Fair enough. Um, I don't, I always tend to credit incompetence where, you know, you don't need a conspiracy to explain it, but it does look pretty damn suspicious when there are two postings that yeah. both are that embarrassing. Yeah, and, on a subject you know, that is as sensitive yeah. as the one that you talked about. Yeah. Like, you would think that if you work in the premier's office and you handle his his open communication with the public, that you are more careful than that. Uh, you would, and I think EB is going to get asked if he's available today whether or not anybody's fired over this. Yeah. I mean, this is such a nasty mistake, and it's so easy to be suspicious because there were two postings. I mean, yeah, mechanically I can see how you could mix up the text that was written for Monday and instead post it, you know. On, I can see it happening, right? But it, it's so I don't know, Vaughn. I don't. suspicious and bad that I think uh, his explanation should have been better about what actually happened. And I go, you know, is this not a firing offense? I think so. I think uh, to me, it is not a coincidence. Like I am very suspicious when I, the moment I saw it, I thought, oh no, no, this, this does not sit right with me at all. So yeah, I would ask the questions too today. Um, And I want to follow up on that tomorrow, but also very quickly, I wanted to talk about this whole meta situation. What, and the cell phone ban in schools, like the premier announced that late Friday too, but what, what does this have to do with the social media companies? Well, there's two things that he announced on Friday, and the, the cell phone ban in schools is true. The BC United opposition has been calling for that for months, so that's the government following them. But the interesting thing is they're going to create, they're going to go to court uh, and enable people to go to court to sue the big social media companies, Meta in particular, so Facebook, uh, for, as E.B. put it, the damage they've done to people. And he specifically mentioned that this will be based on the government's legislation, which was successful to stick the tobacco companies with the damage and to go after opioid manufacturers. So there is precedent, but Simi, I mean, these are the most powerful corporations in the world. Exactly. Big tobacco, big pharma, they're nothing like big social media. The resources they have, the monopoly hold they have, their utter unwillingness to listen to anybody on anything. Uh, I mean, the, yeah. I, I wish the premier luck on this one. No kidding, I, and we'll we'll be. I talk- don't doubt his good intentions, but I do doubt his chances of success. As it was one more thing for us to continue to talk yeah. about. Vaughn, thank you for that. <laughs> bye bye. That is Vaughn Palmer from the Vancouver Sun.